I'm saying that, and as we're recording, it's a little earlier than that, but uh, I, I know we're going to have all of our listeners on Monday, but welcome to the Gazette's Fact Checker podcast. Today, we're going to be looking at um, an ad that ran just before Halloween, and I will play it for you guys. But first, let's introduce the Fact Checker team. I'm Erin Jordan. I'm the Gazette's investigative reporter. I'm Kayla Ram. I'm the Gazette's healthcare reporter. I'm Marissa Payne. I'm the Gazette's Cedar Rapids government reporter. And we, this week, like I said, we're checking an ad that um, is a, a, a video that's about 20 seconds long that um, was sponsored by the National Republican Congressional Committee. Um, and it's an ad that um, attacks Cindy Axney and also just kind of uh, some proposals uh, promoted or um, sponsored by uh, President Joe Biden and supported by other Democrats. So I'm gonna play this ad here. What's scarier than Halloween? Democrats spending billions to hire an army of IRS agents to spy on your bank account. Cindy Axney, Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden's plan would give the federal government new authority to monitor your spending. Tell Cindy Axney to stop spying on your bank account. All right, so that's the ad we're looking at. It hits on a topic a little bit that we have discussed in the past couple of weeks is the Build Back Better Act, or also known as the Reconciliation Bill, also known as the $1.75 trillion social spending and climate bill. It was kind of toward the end of October, there was discussion about whether this um, tax um, compliance act should be included in that. So that's just kind of laying that as the groundwork here. So the ad, in terms of its sourcing, it shows a headline from an October 4th Wall Street Journal piece that says the IRS wants to look at your bank account. And that's an opinion piece. And when we reached out to the NRCC, which is our normal course of action to reach out to the source of the claims to see where they got their information, I have not yet heard back from them. So what this is all talking about is a proposal from the U.S. Treasury Department and from the White House, which was first unveiled last spring, and it would involve tracking more about Americans' bank accounts in order to limit tax evasion. Um, Tax evasion is, um, it really reduces the amount of income that our government's getting. Treasury estimates tax evasion among the top 1% of taxpayers in the United States is more than $160 billion a year. And it's also trying to make taxes fairer. People like most of us who we get, we get our income from an employer, a third party source. Um, the IRS says that there's near perfect tax compliance because there's kind of double reporting. I pay my taxes and then the employer is also reporting how much it's paying you. But taxpayers who get their money in other ways, such as like interest on investments or things that aren't don't have a third party reporting it, have a lower compliance rate. So the IRS is trying to do a little more oversight of that group. So let's look at several claims here within the ad. One, Democrats spending billions to hire an army of IRS agents. The tax compliance plan does call for increasing the IRS budget by about $80 billion so the agency can hire more staff. Um, and just as context for that, the proposal comes after years of reduced staffing at the tax agency. ProPublica reported in 2018 
The agency had about 9,500 auditors in 2017, which was down a third from 2010. This is a quote from that piece. The last time the IRS had fewer than 10,000 revenue agents was 1953, when the economy was a seventh of its current size. So on that claim, I gave the NRCC a B, because while it's mostly true, the group doesn't mention that these that the increase in budget comes after, you know, kind of a um, slashing of, of the staffing at the IRS over many years. Um, claim two in the ad is that they're using these agents to, quote, spy on your bank account. And I would say this is, you know, since the theme of the ad is kind of like Halloween and it starts off with like a cemetery, um, I would say this is the scariest um, ad claim in the ad um, because no one likes to think about people spying on their spending. You know, that's something that I think all of us, you know, it, it seems like an invasion of our privacy. It seems like, um, you know, what what are they going to be looking for? And am I going to be caught up in some big, you know, dragnet of, of by the IRS? But I, I just did include a, a note in the piece just about how retailers like Amazon are spying on our spending all the time to target us with advertising. But that doesn't seem to bother most of us because we just keep shopping on the Internet. Um, so banks already are required to report some information to on, the, on bank accounts to the IRS, the, the, including like if you have more than 10%, what is it? More than 10% in, uh, interest, um, they, they, they have to report that as well. So, um, so the ta- this new tax compliance proposal would add two more data points, which is how much money went into the account over the course of the year and how much came out. And originally that threshold for the reporting was $600. But I mean, everyone, I think Democrats and Republicans were like, no, way too low. And that was raised last month to $10,000 in transfers in a given year. So anything um, above $10,000 um, in, in cumulative transfers in a given year and wage and salary deposits would not count toward the threshold. And I think when we think about them spying on your bank accounts, we might think about like, oh, what did I pay for that new couch? Or what did I pay for my credit card statement? And in fact, the tweet from the Iowa GOP that includes the ad says that the IRS will know how much you're spending on groceries and other things like that. And that's not accurate because the proposal does not call for tracking of individual expenditures. Let's see here. And so why I think it's important to know why the IRS wants this information. And this is a statement from the Treasury Department's fact sheet. Imagine a taxpayer who reports $10,000 in income, but has $10 million of flows of money flowing in and out of their bank account. Having this summary information will help flag for the IRS when high income people underreport their income. And I think the idea was is if people would report that kind of those kind of inflows and outflows, the IRS would flag it and then potentially do more audits of those people. The IRS says audit rates will not increase for taxpayers who make less than $400,000 a year. Um, I had said that this claim gets a C, which is kind of the classic half true, half false, because yes, the tax compliance plan would involve um, getting more information, more information going to the federal government, but the threshold for transfers is pretty high and specific transactions are not are not reported. So they're not really spying, you know, in the sense of like monitoring what you're spending on. And if you make less than $400,000 a year as a household, your odds of being audited are expected to stay the same.
So the third and final claim is that AXNI supports this plan that would, quote, give the federal government new authority to monitor your spending. AXNI has actually spoken out against the monitoring components of the tax compliant, compliance plans, um, especially when that threshold transfer was $600. Um, this was a statement she made to The Hill October 7th. Quote, while I certainly think we need to be looking at ways to crack down on wealthy tax dodgers, I oppose implementing something that would so obviously scoop up the routine transactions like paychecks of millions of middle class families and create massive amounts of red tape in our small community banks and lenders. I, I even think that statement, <laughs> based on them saying that paychecks wouldn't matter, I, I don't or wouldn't be counted. I don't know that that's accurate either, but she does not support the monitoring, the additional monitoring. So, and then in mid-October, when Democrats raised the threshold to $10,000 and indicated the tax compliance plan would be included as part of the funding sources for Build Back Better, Axne released a statement saying she asked for the tax plan to be removed from the legislation. So that bill, Build Back Better, as of this week, does not require banks to provide new information to the IRS about bank account transfers. The bill does include the additional funding for IRS staffing, but says it should not be used to increase taxes on anyone with taxable income under $400,000. So in terms of the grade on that claim, Axne has not supported the additional account monitoring the ad talks about. So the NRCC, um, I think they get an F on this final claim in the ad. So, you know, averaging that, those three claims, B, C, and an F, that would be an overall D, you know, as part of my initial run through. But I wanted to open it up to you guys and see what you think. Yeah, great work on this, Erin. I thought you you covered this very well, given that there's a lot of a lot of pieces involved in this. Um, I guess we can start with the first claim, if, if that works for you guys. I just wondered, you know, I was trying to think in my head, I think you provide good context about that ProPublica story about how the last time the number of IRS agents was under 10,000 was in 1953. I thought that was very staggering. Um, I don't know. And I was just turning over in my head if I, I wonder if that would be worth maybe a further downgrade to a C. I don't think that would change the overall grade since there would already be a C and the F would kind of balance out to a D, I would think. Um, I don't know. I just thought that that context would be, you know, given that the claim is stating that, you know, they're spending billions to hire this army of IRS agents to spy on everyday Americans' bank account doesn't seem to be a case. It seems that they're just trying to strengthen the IRS to catch more of these tax dodgers, the wealthy tax dodgers. Um, I don't know. I'm curious, what do you what do you think, Marissa? I mean, I think from a, I guess, more literal standpoint, though, like it, it would be, um, you know, there are billions of dollars proposed in this plan, um, 80 billion, as Aaron writes, um, you know, to hire all those IRS agents. So that is like a substantial amount of money. Um, I mean, even though I think, you know, saying like an army of IRS agents is kind of meant to, um, you know, fear monger a little bit and be like, oh, all these, you know, spies are going to be looking at your spending. Um, so, you know, I, I disagree with the the wording of it that they use. But um, I mean, you know, it is true that all that money would be going to hire IRS uh, employees. But um, I mean, I, th I think the B is fair like Aaron has right now, um, since it, it does come after years of downsizing their staff. 
Yeah, that is a good point. In the literal sense, they are spending billions of dollars on these agents. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, just um, kind of looking at it narrowly. It is true, you know, that they're they're spending a, a lot of money or, you know, the proposal would have them spend a lot of money. So I, yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from, but um, yeah, I think a B, like my thought is B, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that then looking at it from, from that sense, just the wording specifically to what is actually happening. Yeah, I think that's fair. I also wondered about the second claim. I think you uh, lay it out nicely, just sort of, um, you know, why the situation is existing and why this proposal, I mean, I don't know how realistic the the taxpayer who reports $10,000, but actually is $10 million flowing in and out of their bank account. I don't know how many people that would actually apply to. Um, so I just wondered if it'd be worth, you know, you said that the audit rates would not increase for taxpayers who make less than $400,000 a year. You know, I think the, the, the scope of this ad is really trying to make it seem like you, the everyday American, going to be spied on. Um, so I wonder if it's worth including, do we know how many people in Iowa make more than $400,000 a year? I imagine that's not the majority, but I'm curious if we have a sense of that. Yeah, I think that's a really good question, Michaela. I was looking a little bit um, before we started here um, and I didn't find anything yet. And maybe I will still about how many Iowans are over that $400,000 household threshold. But the um, Iowa census numbers show that the median household income in 2019 in Iowa was um, 61000 about $700. And the median family income was about $78,000 um, per capita, so per person, about $33,000. So I think that provides a little bit of context, and I could definitely put that in there. Um, it would take a lot of people over four. I mean, it would take, I guess I just don't see a lot of people being over $400,000 if our median household income is that low. But um, yeah. I, I think that I w- I'll still try to see if I can find some of that because that threshold, that amount, dollar amount has been used. That conversation about that threshold of, of income has come up a lot. So maybe I can even reach out to um, a contact I have at the census and say, do we know how many Iowans are over that level and see if I can add that to the piece before it runs this weekend. Yeah, no, that was just kind of the question that I had burning in my mind. So I, um, you know, I think it's a different conversation to see, you know, how much is this too much oversight for those people who do make more than that. But I mean, the way the ad is structured makes it seem like, you know, everyone is going to feel the pressure from this new policy. And so, you know, I think just providing that context of like, will I, you know, someone who makes less than $400,000 a year actually feel that? Yeah, I, I, I thought about that a lot as I was doing this check, the way it says your spending, monitor your mm-hmm. spending. And I think in theory, any of us, any of the you, you, the your, you know, could have the potential to have these transfers monitored, but I just, I was trying to think about transfers of more than $10,000 that don't include paychecks. I don't know. It's, uh, it, I don't know how much that would, would really occur. So, um, I don't know that I can get at whether your is, you know, most of Iowans or not, but I think looking at the income level is doable. Right. Cause I think you were talking about how, um, 
like this would apply to maybe people have properties that they rent kind of off the books or something like that. I was trying to think in like what situation like people would have this money kind of coming in without it being applied to like a paycheck or something like that. It, it, it sounds like that was kind of an example, right? Well, yeah. And I, um, I heard a report on NPR about this. They were just talking about how income that's taxed from people actually working for it is scrutinized at a much higher level than income that comes in like from people's investments. You know, very wealthy people are lots of times making a, a big chunk of their income from just their money they have invested in the stock market or other things could be property, um, things like that. And so they're not really working for that. It's kind of like passive income. Um, but yet, since it's not like a third party employer that also has to report it, I think this is where the IRS is coming in, just wanting to make sure people aren't um, transferring money into like offshore accounts or, or things like that. Yeah, so this is definitely a far cry from the, you know, the Iowa GOP tweet of, you know, that they would know when Iowans are stocking up on groceries or paying rent or, you know, as we were kind of joking about the other week, you know, they're going to see all the money you're spending on coffee or avocado toast, um, you know, wasteful millennials. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think a C makes sense for this since uh, it's not targeted toward those like smaller transactions, but um, obviously there would be monitoring of, um, those those higher um, inflows and outflows. What do you guys think about the third claim um, that kind of lumping, I mean, the ad is obviously seeking to lump um, Axne with Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, um, but it looks like from her statements that she hasn't really supported that monitoring. Um, so do you guys, what do you think about an F on that final claim? I agree with that one. Cause I think, um, I mean, Iowa Democrats tend to kind of get lumped in with like other, uh, you know, socialist criticisms. Um, I mean, that was a huge thing with the, the midterms, uh, last time around and, um, you know, when Axne and Finkenauer and, um, you know, some of those Democrats were up for reelection, um, you know, I think like defund the police and everything um, that came up in their campaigns, even though they like didn't personally support those things. So, um, you know, this is kind of an another one of those moments of, oh, you know, Axne and those big bad Democrats, uh, you know, they just want to track all your spending, um, even though that, that that's not really what checks out according to, you know, what she told the Hill. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, obviously, time will tell if she ultimately does vote for this proposal when it does come up for a vote. But I mean, what we have so far is just her statements of support, or in this case, her lack of statements of support uh, for this policy. So I would agree with that. I think, um, you know, to Marissa's point that it can be easy to kind of lump Democrats together, um, even if their policies don't really line up. So I would agree with an F. Well, and one thing I didn't even really touch on, but um, the last statement of the ad says, tell Cindy Axney to stop spying on your bank account. That implies that this is already happening, you know, that it's mm -hmm. already like in effect, which is also completely false. Um, so Cindy Axney has hacked into our bank accounts and is already judging very, our coffee very, spending habits. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. One thing I wanted to ask you guys about, um, there's a line in the conclusion 
um, where I said it's not only wrong about Axne's support for the account monitoring aspects of the plan, but it's misleading about the plan would do. Um, the IRS wants to gather more information about large bank account transfers because that's a way to flag people who might be trying to avoid paying taxes. This is the line I wanted to know whether you guys, it, you know, the fact checker sometimes is straddling a little bit like news and opinion because we're obviously making an analysis here. But I said, if the government could collect a few extra billion dollars a year from tax cheats, most law abiding Americans would probably see that as a good thing. I mean, I think that's true. I don't know if that's um, if if you guys think that is if it's like verging too much toward opinion. I mean, I would think that would be true. I mean, I feel like if you would ask most people if there was a poll about this, I would I would feel that most Americans would support like, yes, wealthy Americans should be paying their taxes, shouldn't be you know, moving to offshore accounts and things like that. I, I imagine that there's been studies done measuring that sort of thing. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that that's opinion. I would say that that's probably a fair, a fair guess, maybe a fair statement. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think it's different than saying, um, I mean, I think there's much more debate over like, should wealthier Americans pay a higher share of their taxes, but that's like not what you're getting at here. It's just the taxes that they're already required to pay under law you know, should they be paying up? Yeah, that's kind of what I thought is like, I just feel like who wouldn't be resentful? Any, what, what person who does pay taxes wouldn't resent people who don't pay their fair share of taxes? You know, that, that, that this is what we've already decided they owe and they kind of make efforts to like skirt that and have income that's not, um, not tracked. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I guess maybe it's it is a little bit of a, a guess, as you say, Michaela. I mean, um, former President Trump said called tax avoidance smart. So, you know, maybe people who <laughs> I don't know, you know, so I don't know, maybe. maybe I would think that that would be in the minority, right? Like the people who say that that's smart are probably the people who want to do that themselves, I imagine. Um no, I, I I think that's fair. I think to your point, most people would would you know we all have to pay taxes. It'd be fair if everybody has to pay their fair share of taxes. Yeah, I I like this check because I feel like um, it shines a little bit of light onto just a different world. You know, just the idea like who are these people and where are they getting their income if it's not you know if it's not. Um, coming if it's not considered income officially you know i don't know that i did much more than scratch the surface but i think that's a it's interesting to to think about um how the government is aware of these people but they don't really know how to find them you know so that's what this is intended to do right yeah i would agree i like doing fact checks like this where it's like we're actually drilling down to like okay what is actually being talked about here and is it just the surface level statement that they're making true um i mean arguments can be made in this case that it was pretty misleading so i like being able to do fact checks kind of maybe correcting the record or at least um shining a little bit more context on you know allowing people to decide whether or not they agree with this yeah yeah, that's good. So, okay, if we agree on all those grades, I think the D, if I did my math right, should be, I think it came out to, I always do like the um, numerical computation just to be sure. So I think it was like a 1.6. 
So that falls into the D range. Um, so I think, I don't know that we have anything in the hopper for next week. Um, we are, are looking for our, um, our fact check readers and our, our podcast listeners to let us know if they've seen or heard anything. Perhaps this could be in the um, aftermath of the elections. Did you see or hear uh, candidates making any statements that you think we should check? Um, any ads running that you have seen, um, you know, any, any speakers you've heard. And these don't have to be people running for Congress. They could be uh, a mayor, a superintendent. We're, we're open to lots of those types of things. So if you have anything that you think we should consider, please email us at factchecker at thegazette.com. So I guess wrapping up for today... Our fact check pieces are edited by Craig Jamulis. Our podcast is produced by Stephen Colbert. And our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. I'm Erin Jordan. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm Marissa Payne. And we'll fact check you later.
Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.